Annie, I don't know if you know this, but you need to start. <laughs> huh? You're the one who talks first. <laughs> it's been 10,000 long years. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because both it and the comic are truly outrageous. It's good to be back, people. Annie forgot how to do the podcast. My life has not been outrageous enough in the past six weeks. Hi, guys. Uh, If you are just going through the archives, you can ignore, like, the next two minutes. But it's been a little while for us. We hope you guys had a great holiday, a great new year. Uh, We are going to start off by just getting through the comics that we uh, still have to review since they came out while we were on break. How dare they? This is the third, of course, of the viral series. This is issue nine of the comic with Kelly Thompson and art by Emma Viacelli. This is her last issue, unfortunately, because I think she's done a great run so far. Uh, we've got Victoria Roboto on color still. That is by John Barber. That is by Sean Lee. The rest of the crew is still here. Who wants to uh, catch us up? Well, on the previously page, we've got a uh, very large and lovely panel from uh, what we saw of their new music video for More, More, More. I forgot that Kimber was in like a David Bowie outfit. Yeah, that's magnificent. I love it. We've got uh, Jerrica, Aja, and Shayna signing with 5x5, the Misfits label. And then we have Clash being the hero of the hour, announcing that she can get them into the Holograms Halloween party. Right. Let's, uh, let's all pretend that it's October, shall we? In this, the year of our Lord, January 2016. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally still October. Every day is Halloween if you want it to be. If you believe in it. I still have Halloween decorations up. It's fine. You have Halloween decorations up the entire year. In like every apartment that I have been to of yours, you have had Halloween decorations up all year. My welcoming mat says, enter if you dare. So anyway, it's a Halloween party. And we've got the misfits showing up in adorable skeleton onesies. Let's not forget that they don't show it on this previously page, but Eric Raymond has instructed Techrat to hack that hologram. Now, the movie movie that these costumes are referencing, is that a real movie or is that something made up for the comic? I'm assuming the fact that they're not listing the title is that it is a real movie, but for the love of God, I don't know which movie this is. You know what? You guys, if you know, like tweet it at us or something, that would be super because I want to get these references. I get some of them and I feel bereft by the ones that I don't. Now I know how my dad feels. Everybody's in adorable skeleton onesies except- Except Tech Rat. He's in a walking shower. <laughs> he's adorable. But he's also got like a unitard with Wi-Fi signal on it. I think it glows. I think his little Wi-Fi signal might glow a little. And then he says, and I saw that movie. There were no skeletons or showers in it. It makes no sense. And then Pizzazz says something about clearly seeing the remake. I love this idea that Pizzazz is actually more of a movie buff than someone else. And she's like, well, actually him. The clearly inferior remake. One of my favorite things from the show has always been Techrat's emotions and his expressions on his face. And I am delighted when they're showing up here with him being like, Pizzazz, it makes no sense. He's a pouty boy on this page. He's just sulking and hiding in his shower. So the idea, I guess, is that he is hidden in plain sight or something because he's got a whole computer set up in this shower. Like, nobody is going to suspect the big funny shower costume, which is true. Right, so in theory, he's gonna, like, wander around the house and try to hack it. I really love what they've done on the last panel here, which is he has started to hack up a storm on his keyboard. Hollywood hacking. 
where you just type really fast. Exactly. So we've got all these click, 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 click sound effects, and they are actually bleeding out of the panel and up and around into the gutters because that is how hard he is typing. Nobody's going to notice the keyboard noises coming out of the huge funny shower costume. Because, I mean, you know he's got a mechanical keyboard and they sound like... I'm in. Pizzazz asks around and finds out that they already showed the music video, so they can't wreck that. Uh, she is asked a fairy ballerina whether or not they showed the music video. A fairy ballerina in leggings and leg warmers. And possibly Crocs. I do love that when she gets information, she just kind of shoves this pixie out of frame. And then we have uh, Roxy and Jetta, and, and Roxy's like, what are we even doing here? And Jetta's like, I think we're supposed to muck things up. So they start trying to decide what they're going to do. And they settle on, let's push somebody into a pool. They don't exactly think big, do they? <laughs> no, they don't. But that's kind of what I love about them. They're, they're grassroots meddlers. And then we get Stormer with little hearts in her eyes because she spotted Kimber in an adorable shark costume. Left shark. Kimber is apparently that person who comes to uh, Halloween parties dressed as a meme. She is left shark from the Super Bowl of... How many months ago is that now? The spring of 2015 is like, it's hilariously out of date even by like the standards of when this comic came out. And then we have Rio who's shown up as a reporter. He's Clark Kent. He's dressed as Clark Kent. He's got the big glasses. He's absolutely Clark Kent and it's great. And Rio wanders through the party until he sees Jem being absolutely mobbed by fans. Uh, and let's also take a moment to recognize some of these fans. We've got like, I swear some of these are references or at least like stuff you would see that you think you're supposed to know wandering around an anime convention. Uh, my personal favorite is the girl in the headscarf who is also a magical girl. And you guys, I would actually like love a Middle Eastern magical girl. Oh wait, we already have that. It's Miss Marvel. I want more. I kind of like the Elvis Dracula there on the left. Oh, you're right. That's what the ED is for. Are we sure? He's got a pompadour. So anyway, Rio makes some lame excuse to usher Gem away because she looks completely out of her element here. Takes her off into a side room and they actually have the first conversation that I think they have had since like the coffee kerfuffle. Where he kind of decided that she was not a nice person for taking Jerrica's coffee. And you know, what's interesting is that Rio has badmouthed Jem and justifiably so from what he knows with his perspective. And it's actually pretty nice of him to talk to her like a regular person and give her a bit of a chance when she seems like she needs it. Again, so much better than cartoon Rio. I gotta say, the uh, the bottom left panel with Jem's hair falling over her eye and the eye makeup and everything like that, it looks amazing. Viacelli really does some great work. I love her hair. I love the way she draws hair so much. So they have a little bit of a of a flirty conversation. Starting to show a little bit of development there. We also point out that Rio, the reporter, is dressed up as a reporter. I guess I just really like my job. Oh, honey. That's like a cop showing up to a Halloween party in uniform. It doesn't count. Rio is the only person I can think of who would come to a party dressed not as Superman, but as Superman's alter ego. He probably doesn't even have like a Superman shirt on underneath all that. He's just Clark Kent. Anyway, Rio says that he's not going to use this opportunity to scope an interview with Jem while also asking if he can scoop an interview with Jem. Kind of smooth. And Jem notes that she doesn't really want to do an interview, but you know what? 
if she ever decides to do one, Rhea will be the person she calls. I do feel like she's going to give this some honest thought, both as Jem and Jerrica. And then we, of course, end the conversation between Rio and Jem with, Have you seen Jerrica? Which is the oldest thing in the freaking series. And I'm always delighted to see sort of thematic callbacks. Rio says he's going to get the yahoos away from the door so that Jem can turn into Jerrica. Although he doesn't know that that's what she's going to do. And we've got a guy in a, uh, in like armor? He's like, that guy is the worst. He asks Aja if she's seen Jerrica and Aja is dressed as Furiosa. Aja is Furiosa with a mohawk, which is even better. Yeah. Our queen, Furiosa. I love Rio and Aja's like friendship in the comics where they're basically bros. Uh, meanwhile, Aja is deep in conversation with... An ex-girlfriend? It's, she's later referred to as Holly Black, who I don't believe is a character in the cartoon. She's new to this. I've been, I've been trying to figure out what she's wearing. There's like orange slices underneath her dress or something. She looks kind of like she's some sort of like fancy version of a Space Channel 5 character. Either way, this is, I believe, the first page where we get... It's not directly stated, but this is where we first realize that Aja is bi in the comic. It's been stated outside, but this is sort of our first idea here. Because Aja definitely talks to this girl like an ex-girlfriend. And uh, the girl ends the sort of conversation with, so are you seeing anyone now? Yeah, actually, oh my god, here he is. And it's Craig, and he's wearing a Furiosa costume. The girl's like, are you guys coordinating costumes? No! They both showed up like Furiosa. These dorks are meant for each other. Yeah, and poor Holly's like, I can't be around this. I can't be in the same room as this. I just can't handle it. To be fair, I'm not sure I can stand it either. It's so cute, it makes me quite angry. And I mean, they basically have this discussion in the comic, uh, Craig and Aja, about how, like, they're disgusting together. But it is absolutely disgusting how adorable we are. And then they decide they're gonna go make out, and there's little hearts all over them. Well, specifically little hearts all over Craig. That is true. He is smitten. And in the background, as they're dragging off, there's a guy in a chicken costume who's just standing there drinking. I'm not sure if it's a chicken costume or if it's a guy riding a chicken costume. Yeah, yeah, because there's, uh, there's some fake legs there. And Pizzazz sees this and then is kind of disgruntled as she turns and notices Jim. Right, so then we have this really neatly laid out page of Pizzazz stalking Jim as she sort of tries to move surreptitiously throughout the house. It does this great thing where it's an actual panel of Jim's movement and then on the white space between them we have a dotted line of pizzazz sneaking after that panel yeah this is really clever this page is great and pizzazz hides behind a plant <laughs> techrat shows up i think pizzazz has actually somehow managed to get a plate of hors d'oeuvres uh while she has been waiting yeah as as jem has snuck into a closet it's a bedroom we later find out it's a bedroom techrat shows up with a pizzazz you can hear the wine on it it turns out techrat has been having trouble finding a source location for whatever he's trying to hack i can't find the thing so i can hack it did you check the full house what full house the one by the pool pizzazz sends him to a pool house and while this conversation happens jerica sneaks out of the room and an odile costume from the looks of things so isn't it good that we did swan princess recently and got to explain who odile was she's actually dressed up as odile from swan lake uh, i think more specifically this is a call to uh black swan that movie that came out a couple years ago natalie portman and, and mila kunis hook up in that one it's pretty great yeah that's the one so like you know it's a dual identity thing where she's conflicted about playing odette and odile it it works on a lot of levels i get this one this is a good joke after she has snuck out pizzazz realizes 
that the jig is up. Her stakeout has failed. With her rage already rising, that's when she gets the message that, breaking news, Jim and the holograms are going to be opening for them on their West Coast tour. And then we get her screaming. Which actually resonates throughout the frickin' house. It shakes the house to its foundation. Oh, absolutely it does. Because Jerrica hears it like in the middle of the crowded party room. She doesn't have much time to wonder on it though, because here comes Rio. And he immediately notes that, oh, she looks great. And, and he's like, I guess their order is not the most original costume. Jerrica's eyeliner, by the way, in this costume is winged sharp enough to kill a man. It's great. She does look like super in this. And then Rio does another, you know, unreal thing. He apologizes. And he notes that he didn't want to have like just a, an apology over the phone, but that he let it go too far. And he should have been over sooner to do it in person. I'm actually of two minds about this apology because I agree with him apologizing apologizing for not talking about this for a while and letting it go on but also I'm not sure he should be apologizing for writing an honest piece about the misfits he was doing his job and honestly that was some pretty good journalism not directly connecting the misfits when he didn't have proof it's true on the one hand yeah I, I'm, I'm with you there Annie like apologizing for not talking about it for so long and honestly even kind of how he apologized for just kind of springing on her because she read it in the newspaper he didn't tell her what it was before it came out well she read it on on a blog nobody works at newspapers anymore <laughs> yeah this is true i got front row seats to that train wreck <laughs> <laughs> So apologizing for swinging it on her and for like pulling it out, I can totally see, but I don't think he should apologize for the article itself. But the point is there's smoochies. Yeah, there's smoochies and it's cute. And that's what matters, right? And she's like zero feet tall. So she has to jump up to get onto the right height with him, which is pretty cute. It's adorable. I'm so angry. Speaking of adorable things, though. I just love Kimber's gestures in this dumb shark costume. I just love Kimber in general. There's only room in this family for one nightmarish drama queen, and I am that drama queen. Yeah, uh, Shana and Kimber are watching Rio and Jerrica make up from the balcony. Does anyone know what Shane is dressed up as? Because as happy as I am with the success of recognizing Left Shark, Furiosa, and Odile, I'm not getting this one. She's got like an elf ear. There's a joke in one of the Sam and Max games where one of the characters is saying that he's a half-elf. His character is a half-elf and he's it's just literally just split down the middle. One half is a human and one half is an elf. That's what lo this costume looks like, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. You know what? I'll go with it though. Let's go with a half-elf. I do love Kimber saying I am the self-awareest. And then Kimber spots Stormer. And she has to charge over towards her. Because she's too cute. But then we go to what might be my favorite pages in this issue. Yeah, this is a two-page spread. Like, there are a lot of, like, really well-done pages in this issue. And this one, I'm with you, Mac. This is, like, my favorite, too. It's just basically a two-page spread of showing everywhere going on in the party. And um, it shows everybody and what they're doing. And it has little blurbs about what each person is doing. So, like, we have Pizzazz stomping down the stairs. Pizzazz, a.k.a. Phyllis Gabor, current status, on her way out, enraged even more than usual. We also go around, and even the people that don't have these little bubbles above them, naming them and saying what they're doing. We also have these kind of like emoji text bubbles. Oh, the uh, the magical girl over here is talking about uh, video games with, with Elvis Dracula. 
We're talking about money. Someone coming out of the pool has a little snowflake because it's cold. I think my favorite, though, is grouchy guy. Still hates Rio. We'll blame him forever for ruining his photo with Jim. We'll become Rio's premier troll, leaving crappy comments for him on every article he posts forever. And for those of you worrying about Holly Black and her ex, it says, Holly Black pining for her ex and their cat, Mr. Paws. In six hours, they'll be all be back together and posting too many pictures on Instagram again. Roxy, aka Roxanne Pellegrini. 20% interested in pushing someone in the pool. 80% concerned with the dwindling bagel supply on the refreshment table. That girl loved her bagels. She has priorities, okay? I love Kimber and Stormer too, because Kimber's is Kimber Benton on her way to confront a party crasher. A seriously cute party crasher. And then Stormer's is Stormer, aka Mary Phillips, about to be confronted by the most adorable shark ever. Let's also point out the cuteness that is Rio Pacheco. Really glad he came to this party instead of chickening out, which almost happened twice. Although you know, the important thing is Tech Rat in the corner saying she had his shower costume six minutes ago trying to get into the off-limits pool house, also hoping Pizzazz didn't find out he took off his costume. He's also got a little ninja emoji. Oh, I just noticed a little Harley Quinn there in the back left corner. Meanwhile, back with the adorkables. First thing out of Stormer's mouth is, I can't believe you're wearing a dancing shark costume. You hate fish. What? That's such a weird sentence. They're a weird couple. They're a couple of cute little weirdos. And it turns out that Kimber dressed up as a stupid dancing Super Bowl shark because Stormer loves the stupid dancing Super Bowl sharks. I can't deal with this. It's too cute. And they actually like sort of get to it. And they talk about it's like, I honestly didn't have anything to do with the accident of the Starlight Benefit. Kimber actually thought about it, which was nice. They talk about why they weren't really calling each other and how they were mad. And it's cute. This is kind of a weirdly serious conversation to have when one of the parties is in a giant shark costume. Kimber basically says, if we're going to be together, it has to be in the open. I'm not going to keep secrets, especially from my sisters. And then she says, but you're so adorable right now. I'm losing all my willpower. And then they smooch. They smooch. They have so many smooches. Shayna walks up on us like, I gotta start dating again. This is getting ridiculous. She's got her hands up like, I'm out. I'm done. Meanwhile, Tech Rat has made it into the pool house. And there is Synergy. It's basically the same thing Synergy did when uh, Detective Malone snuck into the Starlight Drive-In. Intruder. 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 The good news is is that Synergy doesn't get smashed up with a uh, chair. Yeah, she doesn't fake her death. Tech Rat would never destroy technology like that. Also, this is another good moment of panel structure where uh, instead of just a black border around this, we actually have woo, 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 written over and over again. Yeah, it's really great. And then Tech Rat bails, just books it out of the party. And in so doing, knocks Jetta into the pool. And Roxy is delighted. It's ironic. And then we go back to all the misfits. All three of them are standing outside the house. Pizzazz is not answering her phone. They have no ride except Stormer, who has called a cab. Because Stormer solves problems. And Stormer's like, I don't know why you're surprised she'd abandoned us. She doesn't care. She's so selfish. So the girls all pile into the taxi, while Jetta has called Pizzazz again and got her voicemail. And while we hear the contents of this voicemail, we switch back to Pizzazz. That's it. I've had it. She's getting a message she won't like. Pizzazz is driving on those uh, notorious Hollywood Hill roads that winds around the cliffs. She's careening around them. Her mascara and her eye makeup is running. She's just like emotional beyond belief. She is not in a good state to be driving very quickly, which she definitely is. Especially not on these roads. While this voicemail is happening, she looks down, reaches for her phone, looks away from the road, and 
back up in time to see herself hit the, uh, I believe that's the cliffside there. The car flips. She's not in a good state. And uh, one more good note of a really good paneling in here. Uh, we get a sound file. Uh, we get a wave in the background of this, both for sort of the noise of the car crashing and for the voicemail. But this is actually a kind of a good callback because this is the last we're going to see of Pizzazz in this. So it's like Memento Mori by our dolls. They don't have a Pizzazz doll, so just buy the comic. Buy the trade! Buy the trade paperback. We live happier times. And then we snap to our Bishonen. Eric and Tekrat hanging out in Tekrat's stark white apartment. I swear these guys are roommates. They only ever seem to meet in friggin' Tekrat's apartment. I think they're roomies. I just love Eric in this comic, too. <laughs> okay, look, you guys, look, look. I know we've had our fun talking about hacking in this issue, but Eric's first question is, so are we in? All he knows about hacking is that you tap keys and then say, I'm in. And Tekrat's like, well, I could explain it to you, but you're a pleb. And Eric's like, do your best. Explain, use small words if you must. Tekrat is baffled. He's obviously come up against synergy. He has no idea what's going on because an actual AI should not exist in this world. It should not be a thing. As they're having this conversation, we go to a couple panels of the girls uh, just sort of laughing and talking after the party is done, and then we switch back to Synergy, because Tekrat is explaining that what he has come up against, which we recognize as Synergy, is incredible. It's been running everything. It's decades ahead of the rest of the world. It's impossible. Whatever they've got running things, I'm like a caveman to it. A genius caveman, but still a caveman. That thing is busy building the Parthenon, and I'm still smacking my hands on the walls and discovering cave paintings. But I didn't tell you the good bit. There's a good bit? Yeah, we don't have to do anything, because there's something wrong with it. And Synergy opens her eyes, and they are dark, black, and green. <laughs> dark Jim! Dark Jim! Dark Jim! Dark Jim! Dark Jim! I'm so excited for Dark Gem, you guys. Oh my god, I can't wait for Dark Gem. I can't wait. Unfortunately, we are going to have to wait for Dark Gem because between this and when Dark Gem begins, there are actually two more issues. There's the holiday special and then there is issue 10. Issue 11 is going to be our first Dark Gem arc. And oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Dark Gem is happening. I'm excited. So that about wraps it up for us today with issue 9 viral part 3. Next thing we'll be covering will actually be skipping ahead in terms of release to issue 10 which came out a little more recently and then we'll be jumping back to the holiday special because that is the actual chronological intent of these releases and IDW is... IDW is IDW. Scheduling is weird. But we'll be sort of popping around to those so we're actually talking about things as they happen rather than as they were released. Join us next time for the Rio Pacheco special. It's all Rio all the time and we surprisingly don't mind it as much as we probably should. I feel like I have to keep fighting against this instinct to just like call him a turd. It's conditioning. I just keep waiting for the moment when I'm like why is Rio here and it's just not coming. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can find us on all those places. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are uh, at the Gem Jam just about everywhere, except on Twitter we are at Gem Jam Cast. We're also a Patreon-supported podcast. You can find us on there. If you like what we do, give us a buck or two. That'd be super cool of you. If not, just spread the word. That's also great. iTunes reviews would actually be super helpful since that helps us uh, be more noticeable. So, until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. 
And this has been the Gem Jam, where a chain is as strong as its most outrageous link. It's good to be back, America. And wherever podcasts are sold.